Hi, this is Stephen Key. Thank you for joining me today. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to bring on a few of our members at InventRight so you get to know a little bit about them. Okay, everybody, Stephen Key here, and I'm so happy to have a guest. Um, I'm going to introduce him in just a minute. What we're going to do during this interview session is really for each and every one of you to get to meet some of our members at InventRight, to understand a little bit about what they do and maybe about why they join InventRight and maybe where they are before they join InventRight and what they're doing now. But the goal is to, to really understand why people are even doing this. So, Fred, welcome to this first interview of this series of of really shining the light on our members. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you very much. So first of all, what is your full name? Because Fred's your middle name, right? What's your full name? Well, my on my birth certificate, it says William Frederick Shaw Jr. Okay. But interestingly, over the years, I would change it. Everyone who knew me in the fifth grade, my name was Billy. Sixth grade, it was Bill. And what I would do is use my official name as William. So if anyone called me asking for William, I know that's a bill person, a, a, a bill collector, that is, or someone who doesn't know me. So if you said and address me by Fred, I know you're someone who really knows me. So I, if people who really know me, know me as Fred. Well, thank you for that honor, Fred. Um, <laughs> let's start this off by, I want people to understand a little bit about you. What do you do? Because you, you do something kind of remarkable, right? I mean, you're a doctor, right? I mean, tell us about what you do. Um, so a little bit about you. All right. Well, I, I don't know if that's the most remarkable thing I do. I think maybe m most remarkable is keeping my teenagers in line. I've got a 15-year-old, 14-year-old, and 13-year-old, two boys, the oldest, 15, and my youngest is the 13-year-old. Freddie, after me, this third now, uh, Samuel and Vivian. Uh, married to my wife, Bridget, for the last 23 years. And uh, yeah, well, I was born in Chicago, grew up in Louisville, Kentucky, started my college uh, career at Cornell University. Then I went to Michigan at the University of Michigan to do medical school and then Henry Ford in Detroit to do residency and then to University of Minnesota for fellowship. And my first job out was at the Cleveland Clinic for five years. And I went to the Marshall Clinic. I've been a cardiologist for 30, 30 years. Okay. Wow. But you're also an inventor too, though, right? How does that, how does that all fit in to, to raising a family and, and having a professional career? How does that fit in? Well, I, I, it's kind of interesting. The kids will say goodnight. I'm usually in the, in the room, as they say, grinding. You're grinding, Dad. You know, that's good. So I think that's a good model for them to see. So I think we all have, if we're working full time, our 40 hour work week and then the fun work begins or the hard work begins and doing your invention stuff. So um, this was really tipped off for me because I've had ideas. I think we all have ideas and we just don't act on them. But it was tipped off when I had the idea and it just kind of settled in and it's kind of been dormant. And I called up one of my buddies that I've gone to conferences with, James Warren, and I come to find out he passed away. And I called another guy and he passed away. And I'm thinking, man, I talked to him about these things. We shared ideas. And 
any ideas he had are gone with him. I thought, I got to get this out. Whatever happens, that was a wake up call for me. It's strange, a little morbid, but, you know, I said, I got to get this out. So that was the impetus to really get the ball moving. Well, how do you do it with raising a family and with all the things you do? How do you do all this? How do you find time to do this? I think you find a value in everything you're doing and just pull your full energy in it. And it comes from the effort of everything you're doing at work. I enjoy working with my patients and, and making a difference with the family. That's kind of fun. It's a, it's a diversion, right? It's different. It's work, but it's a different kind of work, you know, taking them to their games. You know, if we have travel softball and going to the games and things like that and sharing and being present in that moment. And then it's kind of my alone time where I get to work on something and wonder if I can really create this, can I do this? Can this happen? Where is it going to go? I'm excited about what could be, but the process itself, although rigorous, is fun too. Okay. Because I know it's a lot of us um, that are raising families. We have a full-time job. I think we're tired at the end of the day. <laughs> How do you yeah, you're tired. You're tired. But it's not going to get done unless you do it. So, you know, I, I like to see the progress that I'm making, you know, and and every day there's something extra that's put into it. And I'm thinking we're getting there. I want to see what happens at the end of the road, regardless of what happens, you know. Um, how much did you know about inventing before you found us? I mean, where were you in that process? What did you do and what? Um, and did you do any mistakes in your mind? But where were you before you found InventRight? I was more lost than I knew. I, I would say I go online and Google things, YouTube. And of course, InventRight comes up no matter what you Google. Uh, <laughs> this That's a great business plan. I mean, you guys are just monopolizing the airways, but that's good. So I learned a lot from that. But my conception was that I'm going to get this idea I had. I'm going to get a patent. I mean, these were these are what I thought at the at the moment when I was on my own. These are obvious, undebatable facts. I'm got I have to get a patent. I have to make a prototype. I imagine myself talking to the top dog of every company. I want to go to the very top, and I want to tell. Oh, you talking about stepping and doing the wrong things? I was going to tell. I've got the greatest invention that you can ever imagine. It's going to transform your business. And we're going to do phenomenal great with this. you got to get on board. And then I imagine myself carrying this invention prototype in a suitcase to a big, you know, com uh, conference table and giving my slide projection and them being very uh, uncommitted and me leaving and saying, uh, getting a phone call where they say, uh, we didn't we didn't like your idea. We loved it. You know, and we want to offer you ungodly amounts of money for it. I love that story. I love that. <laughs> well, story. that was the story in my mind. That's how it's going to all work. <laughs> so, why do you think you had that story, Fred? I mean, was it something you imagined, or did you find it online, or did someone tell you that? How did? Why did you have that story? I, I think I've just been conditioned that way. I mean, when I went to the movies, I saw this movie about this guy in Detroit who made the intermittent windshield wipers, Flash of Genius. And I mean, he got his ideas stolen. And I think just conceptually, a lot of us have those misconceptions of what inventing is all about. You're going to hit it big. You're going to make a big discovery and things like that. You know, so that, that I realize is not reality. So I've got another question here. Um... So you saw us everywhere, right? Yep. 
Um, why did you join? I mean, where, what, was, what were you thinking about? Had you made any mistakes or maybe you didn't, but why did you join? Because you have this vision and you're working on it. Why take the change to join? I, I saw a couple other sites and they looked a little schemey and, 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 and uh, suspicious. Um, and like that saying goes, you know, you don't care how much someone knows until you know how much they care. And I, I felt from the dialogue and the repetitiveness of what was being said in your interaction with Andrew and the other people on there that truly this was a business built, a business model built on caring. You can care for someone, treat them fairly and still make money. And that's what I liked about it. Uh, I liked the 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 insight that you were giving. It was a little different. Um there's a lot of stuff online that you can learn a lot from, but I felt ultimately I wanted to join because I wanted to be part of this student group that you guys kept referencing. And I felt like I need someone to truly guide me and coach me through this one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. So that was the big, big selling point. Okay. So you join. Mm -hmm. Talk about that experience. Was it uh, was it different than well, you thought? Or, yeah, tell us about that after I think it was, uh, you know, I joined. We don't know really what we're getting into. It's nice to be a part of a community. I felt that even aside from the coaching, just seeing other people's faces. And I think you're right. If everybody, in my personal opinion, put your face up there, be present. I think it makes it more intimate, right? Rather than having black squares. If everyone did that, this whole system would be a lot more less intimate. So, you know, nobody's looking or cares about how you look or, you know, et cetera. Just, you know. Be present, be active. And um, I, I like that hearing some of the success stories of folks, hearing some of the failures the, and, 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 and ideas of moving forward. Even if I didn't learn a whole lot in one session, it was still encouraging and motivating just to see everybody online. And I would like seeing the faces that I was seeing over and over again, because that shows a level of commitment too. Hey, same faces are showing up to class. That's great. Um, and then the coaching just took it over the top because I think you guys do a good job of matching folk up based upon their background and their project with the right um, uh, instructor. Uh, and so we, we've we've uh, made very good success and I made a point of having meetings weekly, even though I didn't think we had much to say. I didn't think, well, I'm not gonna have much next week, but I think that's another very important thing. Just make a meeting anyway, because you'd be surprised. That keeps the momentum going. If you don't do that, you might want a meeting every month or every two months, and then you really get stagnant. So, uh, okay. Yeah. So, has your idea perspective changed from where you what you thought to what what you're being taught? Absolutely, absolutely. I, you know, come on, going to the CEO and 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 trying. God, I, it 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 makes me cringe to think of what I was going to do. And uh, with an otherwise, I think, good idea, if it's not presented properly, it could be a total failure. This idea of a sell sheet, whoever thought of that? What's that? You know, or, or just asking folks, can you present your sell sheet, a, a, a sales video, uh, the whole concept. Even your what you uh, preach about a lot about, you don't necessarily need a patent. A provisional uh, application is, is fine, right? Uh, so those kind of concepts I, I never thought of. And some of the reality to it. Um, we have a program called Smart IP. Have you used that yet by any chance? 
by the time I entered, I already had a provisional patent, so I didn't use that. Yeah. How about Design Studio? Have you used that yet? Are you going through that? I have. They've made some tweaks on what I otherwise thought was a pretty good presentation when when Karen and I put our our kind of a, a basic um, cell sheet together. Uh, they did a great job, uh, but I wouldn't say I got a full flavor of what they can do in their artistry of, of design because it was pretty good. They just add a few little tweaks and bells and whistles, but it was pretty much solid when we presented it. So let's talk about your coach for just a minute, Karen. Karen Steinbach. Yeah, what do you think about her? How does she, How is she helpful? Is she prepared when you get there? Does she keep you on track? Yeah, I, I think she will motivate you and guide you as much as you're committed to doing whatever you're doing. You know, she's not one is going to be overbearing. So you got to get this done. Come on, Fred. You said, you you know, I, she's there totally support you to the level that you want to be supported. And uh, that works well for me. Uh, we set modest goals from week to week. And uh, I can see the momentum and excitement is growing because we're seeing our, our ideas come to fruition tonight. I'm going to share with her my my um, my cell video, I think. Uh, and I've got some questions because it's a little bit longer than the ideal. But again, in, in a venture's mind, he's got reasons or she has reasons for why they're doing all their unconventional things. And in their mind, it makes sense. But I need a reality check and let her look at it and say, what do you think? I'm going to try and step away from this. Is this too long? I think it plays well even though once you look at the timer afterwards, it's a little long. Yeah, I think having a second pair of eyes is always very critical. Right, right. And and the fact that she's in the medical field uh, and uh, she's she's gone through the process herself, I think that's very key. This whole generation of what you've created here of students that you treat well, that are productive and 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 essentially learn the system and then can be ultimately teachers of the same. I think it's phenomenal. It's going to be self-generating. Yeah, I think what's happened that some of the students were, were found this so fascinating. They wanted to continue their education, but they wanted to help the next person as well. And they're right. versed in it. They know exactly what to do. And they know the pain too. They, they know the issues and they know how to guide uh, our students through it. So I think mm -hmm. it's a uh, last question. Yeah. What would yeah. you say to someone that's just starting out. What would I tell someone who's just starting yeah, out? Starting out, they've got an idea. What would you tell them to do? Okay, and this is I got it. Number one, and probably number two and number three, <laughs> all by the one. It'd be whatever your idea, no matter how great it is, don't jump in bed with it right away. Meaning, don't over imagine it and love it before you've really vetted it. So date it, uh, you know, have other friends be around it, learn, you know, do something much more casual. And by that, I mean, do prior art, look at it very, very critically and try to disprove, try to show that this idea is not a good idea. You gotta be in that vein, really, really do your due diligence. And even if you find something similar like we talked, like you always talk about, find a point of differentiation uh, and and go from there. But don't be afraid to look and truly look high and low to make sure there's there aren't things that are similar or similar enough to yours that's going to cause you an issue. Because you don't want to go and romance this thing and you're so delusional and later find out all your work was for naught because this thing already exists. You know, so that's number one. 
Um, number two, I would say follow this plan that you've laid out here, this idea of provisional patent. Do that and then immediately get to work. Immediately, because it sounds like a year. Oh, I got a year. That's a, I got a year. Come on. I got wall set. No, you, <laughs> it's a year is no time. You got to get going on it right away and get that sell sheet together. Now I'm talking in uncharted waters right now because I have not seen the fruition of what a sell sheet can do for me. I th it makes sense, but eventually I think I'll be talking in a way that I know, but it makes sense. Get your sell sheet, do what we've said on this show with the LinkedIn and follow the steps. And I think you have the best uh, likelihood of succeeding in that vein. Very good. I'd also say, you know, the other thing about it is all the friends and people you can meet, the connections you have, um that it's just motivating i mean it's good to be a part of this fraternity and this uh, this this group mm -hmm. yeah i don't think you have to be alone in fact i think right i think if you look at anybody that's successful they've had a team they've had other people supporting them keeping them accountable it's really a community and i think it's really important yeah. right 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 what are, i'm so glad you're part of our community well, I'm glad I found you guys. I, I got you caught me just at a critical point. I was about to <laughs> jump off a cliff here. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Fred, for sharing a little bit about yourself. Um, it's been an honor knowing you now and still staying in touch with you. I want to, you know, you know, it never really ends. I tell everybody you start here, but it never really ends. If you keep on learning, you keep on educating yourself, you get in the game. Uh, there's not an end to it. The only time it ends is when you walk away from it. That's the way I look at it. Right, right. Well, thank you for your, your coaching, your support, and uh, um, um, and it, it's been it's been phenomenal. It's a gift that keeps giving to everyone, and you see that. You get to see that over and over again. It must be rewarding having you and Andrew having generated this and look back. It's kind of like looking at all your children. It's like, look at what we've done. Look at all these things. You know, I'm really glad you said that because it really is. I know what it feels like to see your idea, right? I know to see it come to life and people use it and see it on store shelf or maybe in commercials. I know what that's like. But when you get to see other people doing it, it's just it just repeats itself. So I get to share in all those experiences. And I know Andrew loves it and I do too. And I know our whole team at InventRight celebrates. I know you're going to celebrate, but everybody celebrates for you, which is really kind wow. of. And I, for them, when I hear the success, I, it's almost like my project. I'm thinking, I'm so happy. I'm thinking, why am I so happy? I don't get any royalties, but I'm happy. Well, thank <laughs> you so much, Fred. All right. All right. Thanks. Bye now.